Hey guys, happy Friday. Happy November. Happy new month. I hope we're excited. The holidays are here. Um, it's just refreshing. We're finally getting that cold little bit of weather. And this can be a very, very happy time for a lot of people. Um, and also like a very hard time for a lot of other people and, and stress, stressful time. So I wanted to start a series um, called the Hope Series. It'll be all different stories of all different hopes. Um, the first one I'm dropping today, I wanted just to get on here really quickly. I am interviewing someone and most of them will be with somebody else as well. Um, but I just want to say it is a trigger warning. Um, it is heavy. It is something that is common that is not talked about enough in my opinion. It's something that happens I think to like the statistics now are one out of four. Um, so I wanted to bring light to this because as my job, it is my job to be inspiring and positive, but I also have a job to create awareness around things that I think are very important and create a safe space for people to tell their story um, and get the information and knowledge out there as well as giving them a source of therapy to like release the story, right? My podcast is called Heal and Glow for a reason. We're healing, but we're also glowing. So um, this episode is important. It was actually recorded a long time ago. I think the beginning of the year, if I'm not even mistaken. Um, I was just waiting for the time to release it. And I feel like this would be the time because I do want to give you hope. It is kind of heavy and I don't want it to be like too heavy right before the holidays. So I feel like this is the perfect time to release it. Um, this is something that I take serious as well. I know I'm always here and I'm like happy and, and I am happy to share the story. But if somebody needs any type of help please reach out to me. Um, I'm here to help you find resources and help and, um, you know, or guide you in the right direction. I am protecting my client's identity, but uh, she is also willing to help. So if you need anything or have any questions, um, we can definitely help you. And that's what it's here for. So just remember, guys, it can be a lot. It's definitely a trigger warning. If it feels heavy, it's okay to start it and then maybe come back later and finish it. It does have a, um, you know, a positive ending. Of course, I spin everything to a positive, but this is something that's really important in women's lives and it needs to be talked about more. And my job is to create awareness of all things. Um, so I pray that you will listen and, and, and be, um, um, educated and you know that it will uh, resonate with you and you know um, maybe spark some type of maybe you want to help victims or you know um, I don't know what God has in store for the people who are going to listen but I am it's my job to warn you guys and if it's something that you suffered with um, yourself maybe I would suggest that you don't listen to it um, or listen to what people around have your support system but I'm incredibly proud of this person sharing their story. I know it was very, very, very difficult for her. Um, we are close and we talk often. And it's just it's just also inspiring if there's anyone else who went through something similar. Do not be afraid to speak up. Do not be afraid to go to the police. Do not be afraid to get help. Um, do not be afraid to tell someone you are not alone. You are not alone. And even if you're not ready there... And you just want to talk to God about it. He's always with you, you know, and just release it. Um, so I hope you guys um, enjoy it in a way that is going to 
you know, educate you and inform you and give you hope, honestly. So here we go. Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to the Heal and Glow podcast, a place to discuss real everyday life, focusing on topics such as business life, health and wellness, spiritual health, mental health, and faith talks. A place to listen to positive and kind, encouraging words and inspirational stories. Leave each week with abundance and love and positive vibes. Thanks for listening. Peace, love, and glow. Erica. Hey guys, happy new year. It's been a while since I've been on, um, but I'm back and I'm trying to be more consistent. I have a couple things lined up. Um, so today's episode, I need to first say trigger warning. Um, for anyone listening, we are going to talk about some heavy stuff. Um, so if you have been a victim before of abuse, sexual abuse or anything like that, I would warn you before actually listening to the story. Um, but I'm going to have my client rename, name nameless just for privacy. Um, I'm excited to have you. This is actually a lot of a really big story in the aspect of there's so many people going through very, very similar situations that are not talking about it. I personally have it in my own family. Um, so I know how important this topic is. It's kind of why I wanted to bring it to light. Um, but also this should be talked about and if you do need help please reach out like I will do my best to try to direct you to the right resources um and this is a healing definitely a healing episode for sure um so I'm gonna give you the floor you can start the story Hmm. okay so hi everyone um I'm not sure how to start just because um it's a lot of it's a lot of information, but quick picture. Um, it was, you know, kind of like a happy ending story. It was a person I've known for over eighteen years. Um, that you were with, dating. that I was with. It okay. was my first my first love actually. Um, dated high school sweethearts. Dated way back when we kind of went our separate ways. Reconnected. Um, with a family already. I had my daughters, he had his children, mm-hmm. and, you know, we both had been single. We reconnected and decided maybe this is the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we did. We, recon- we reconnected, we rekindled, and we decided to move in together. Um, again, happy everyone. Everyone who knew him, who knew me, knew that we both kind of wanted that for a while. Mm-hmm. How um, long were you guys together before you moved in? Like after this reconnection? Um, probably about two years. Okay, um, so it was a decent amount of time. It wasn't yes. like rushed or anything. No. Okay. It wasn't rushed. And in between, um, we always kept in contact. So mm-hmm. again, it wasn't like anything like somebody I didn't know, a stranger or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we moved in together. We decided to unite our families and nothing you know things were going good until they weren't Mm -hmm. um I started noticing certain things about him never about anything else um I did um realize he drank a lot more than normal so that was 
something that kind of, you know, bothered me, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was new. Mm -hmm. You know, living together with a person is always new. You always get to know them a little more when you live together. So that was that. Um, it never crossed my mind that he would do anything other than the arguments we had because of the drinking. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so that was that. Uh, I never took that into anything more than it was. Um, so fast forward, um, we were looking for a bigger place for our children, for us. Um, I had uh, another one on the way, my, mm -hmm. my son, and we did. We found a bigger place. We moved in. And that was the son you guys had together? Yes. Okay. Um, we moved in, and everything was, you know, again, we had our problems, but nothing... That like, I would say. Right. Any couple, every couple has their yeah. issues, so I get it. So, yeah, so then that was that. Um, a month later, everything fell apart. Mm -hmm. So that's just a little background on how everything kind of went. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter, you know, my daughters, I have three. I've always told them, you know, things that should and should not happen. Obviously, little girls, you always, children in general, you always kind of, let them know, hey, you know, never let this happen, or if it does, let mom know. Yeah. Um, you know, no it's so what. funny. I remember like growing up, my dad would say that, like, don't sit on anybody's lap. And I was like, why? And like, he would be so protective over that, especially like any male. And like, we grew up in church where like my, my brother's three years older than me, and like, we he had friends that were around his age, and like, they would put their arm around me. And my dad, like, he would like flip no. out, and he'd yeah. be like, absolutely not. Same. But I never understood why. I guess. You try to protect your kid as much as you can without like showing them how much evil is out there. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't understand it until literally I was like probably in my t late twenties. I was like, oh, now I get why. Yes. Yeah. Same. Uh, we grew up the same way. My dad was super protective, um, and the same thing. You know, the same thing that I learned growing up. I wanted to teach my daughters. Um, you know, never let don't inappropriately touch or anything like this always let me know any situation mm -hmm. you have to let mommy know and that's kind of how it happened it was a regular day um i was cooking i came back home from work um i started cooking and my daughter the youngest um she was eight at the moment mm -hmm. yeah eight at the time and she called me over she said mom i have something to tell you and i said okay well what's going on and she's like with the most innocent thing in the world she says well so-and-so has you know touched my like my, my part mm -hmm. and I said you know I'm like wait like what and she, you know she repeated it and I just you know kind of froze for a bit mm -hmm. and I didn't really know how to react mm -hmm. with all honesty I did not which is totally normal it. like how do you even react to that especially if the kid is not saying it in like a panic form it's like so at not at ease but so normal yeah so it's like a like i said the most innocent way she didn't say it in a way to like accuse him no it was like well you always told me to tell you so i'm, I'm telling you and then you know it's like the whole world is pulled from under you mm -hmm. um i tr you know it's like you sit there and you kind of like in a blank stare but at the same time you know your daughter is in front of you so you're like okay so what now Mm -hmm. um, so you start asking questions, mm -hmm. not directly to try to scare her or overwhelm her, mm -hmm. but I was asking questions like, okay, so did this only happen one time? Did this happen? Mm -hmm. um, when? Like, do you remember? Um, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you know, we, we went from there. Um, my first instinct was, you know, not good. Yeah. Towards him. Um, you know, I, the first thing I did was call my sister and told her to pick up the children. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so they wouldn't be there when when I encountered, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she picked the children up. They went, you know, with no care in the world with my sister. And at that point it was now, what am I going to do? Um, with my heart (laughs) in pieces, um, I'm like, okay, my first instinct was I'm going to hurt this person. Mm -hmm. Like any mom, I think would react that way. And unfortunately, you know, we know that's not the right way, but Mm -hmm. that's really what I wanted to do in the moment. I even prepared myself for it. I, as a single mom for many years, I kept hidden, you know, (laughs) things around the house, not a, a gun or anything, but yeah, I had my ways of protection in the household and um he was a former marine so mm-hmm. it i knew it was like okay this is gonna end badly mm-hmm. um you know so at that point i'm like okay i'm, I'm prepared mm-hmm. you know my daughter has the kids it's whatever needs to happen is gonna happen mm-hmm. um so yeah so i just waited in the house uh i i actually recorded what my daughter said to have proof so smart Mm -hmm. um and then once they left i just kind of sat there waiting for for him to get back into the house um and yeah so then he gets back home and i had nothing in me like i had it was like a body Mm -hmm. but there was nothing i was gone like i don't know how to describe that feeling Mm -hmm. um but yeah i wasn't there it was like I was floating and I just played the recording for him mm-hmm. and I said you know what do you what do you say about this and like, what did he say what the hell mm-hmm. like why you know you have all these questions yeah um he said nothing wow he looked at me and said so I guess you want me to leave now so he didn't even like take accountability for it. Nothing. He wasn't defensive. He was. What did you say? He was calm he was when he not, said it. He was not argumentative. He was not questioning why or anything. He looked at me and said, "So I guess you want me to leave now." Took a plastic bag and started throwing all his stuff at me. Wow. That was the reaction. Wow. So, yeah, you can imagine how that. Well, I think there's yes. there's multiple layers to this because, okay, first off, it's your high school sweetheart, you said, right? So, it's someone you've loved for years. You're not talking, how long have you known him all together? Yeah, we've known each other at that point for about 18 years. So, almost two decades. It's someone you love. It's someone you remember all these amazing memories with, right? So, not alone are you not going through this as just a mom, but you're also going through this as the girlfriend. And when there's love involved, you don't just break up with someone and like or they do something even something as evil as that and then you're like okay I don't love that person anymore you know it doesn't work that way way. and unfortunately a lot of women stay um or they forgive or they let this behavior go on for a while before they get the strength to leave because you're talking about love and then you're talking about something as ethics and moral and what's right and wrong and also the love of your child right you love your child, but sometimes, unfortunately, women will love the men more than they love their own child. 
and it's not an easy walk away as you did or like for him to like you know just say okay you know I'll leave, I guess I'll leave now which obviously he knew he was guilty so he wasn't denying it which was never probably it, even never harder to hear because it's like he didn't even try like he was just like okay I'm gonna own it and it is what it is um did she say for how long it was going on for? She mentioned to me that it happened two times that she could remember, and the both times she was asleep. Okay. Um, and she and I said, "Well, how do you know?" She she just kind of like said, "Well, I you know, on one time I was falling asleep. I knew I knew it was him. Mm-hmm. And the other time she was asleep and was awakened from from him from him. Okay. Um. Yes. So that was that day, the day of. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he started throwing the stuff in the bag, and I, as many thoughts going through my head, um, you know, as to should I do what I really want to do? Should I get violent? Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that nothing was going to heal or change what mm-hmm. had happened already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, at that point, I had now four children. I had my three girls, and I had my son. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I can't who's gonna look out for them mm-hmm. you know this is not gonna stay the way it is mm-hmm. um so yeah he packed up in a plastic bag took the majority of his stuff and left so he leaves you're obviously a mess i mean well like i wouldn't even know like a numb i get what you're saying when you said like you have an outer body experience i can't even imagine the numbness you're feeling but also the feeling of emotions, also the feeling of hurt, of betrayal, of anger. There's just so many emotions that are coming up at this one point. And it's also like, almost kind of like, how do I even move forward from this? I'm sure that like, approached your mind, you know? Yeah. Also, uh, feelings of guilt, guilt, right? Because you trusted this man. And even though it had nothing to do with you, it's like, why well, let him in the house? Like, this is the person that I chose to love and I chose to be around my children. Um, you know, even though his actions were clearly not anything, and I hope you understand that, it had nothing to do with you. As hard as it is, because you're a mom, and most parents' job is to protect their children, and you feel like maybe, well, I didn't. You definitely did the right thing, and you did. And, you know, unfortunate events happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it shows how amazing of a parent you are to, like, let this happen and actually, like, approach them and, like, be stern and, like, let your children leave and make sure they didn't see anything that was going to be wrong for them to see. Um, it shows a maturity level, you know. And so he leaves, and then what happens next? So then, you know, I obviously, this was just one one of my daughters. I immediately thought my other two daughters, mm-hmm. what, what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it took a lot um, to even get up get myself together to receive the kids back in mm-hmm. my son is barely one he's one at that moment so mm-hmm. you know a baby that needs care that needed me um and my daughters as well because mm-hmm. they're going through you know now processing processing everything that's happening i have to explain why he's not here mm-hmm. why he's not coming back and all of the above so it's a lot of pressure as a parent and like you said it's parent but also the woman who just lost everything the love of her life um so it's it's it was heavy um so the kids come back um I first thing I do is you know talk to the girls you know let me know what happened did anything happen to you did you experience anything mm. this is what's going on um 
I come to find out that he did it as well to another to the middle one, so mm-hmm. the second my second daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the middle one and the youngest one, mm-hmm. um, not the oldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that's another blow, you know. Now so it's the not middle one. Is eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. The youngest was eight, and the middle was how old? Eleven. Okay, so mm-hmm. eleven and eight, and your oldest was how old? Uh, thirteen. They're okay. three years apart, so thirteen, fourteen years old. Okay, so okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be a little off with the ages, but sorry, they're all three years apart. Um, at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so now we find out that now the second one, you know, she's like, I, I, um, she's a heavy sleeper. Mm-hmm. She said, but she did remember sometimes that she felt uncomfortable and she didn't know why, and she explained to me certain situations, and I said, no, it was it definitely was. It definitely was and it kind of all the puzzle pieces begin to kind of like fit come, together fit together and you're mm-hmm. like like it was there but there was just no way for you to see that mm-hmm. um and it and it hits you it hits you hard because you're like you know you were there or were you there when this happened and you you know you were asleep it was mm-hmm. happening at nighttime it was happening mm-hmm. while everybody was asleep mm-hmm. um so you know you're you feel guilty as a parent you feel like you didn't do enough mm-hmm. you feel that you know failure you feel like a failure mm-hmm. because you didn't protect your your kids the way mm-hmm. you're supposed to but again that's at that moment obviously moving forward you know that that's not the case right and it's not our fault that these things happen but so, definitely in that moment it's it, it takes a toll on you. Yeah, I mean, not even in that moment. I can't imagine from weeks, months, even years. years. Like, this happened how long ago? This happened... Um, well, you eight, said your son was gonna like be, one. Yeah, it's going to be eight years. Eight years. So just imagine almost a decade and you're still dealing with the repercussions of everything that happened, I'm assuming. Yep. So he leaves, he gets us up, you find out everything. Do you press charges? Yes. Okay, so you go to the police yes so once a uh, quick detail in between this I was actually on a leave from my job at the moment because I was looking for a better job mm-hmm. and we had just moved in mm-hmm. and this all happened barely a month into moving into that new place Wow so I was in between hoping to get a better job elsewhere and I was job searching so I was out on a leave from my current job so I wasn't even working at the moment mm-hmm. um, so there was you know no income coming in basically so he left and I was left with that as well so he was your provider during this time during that time yes because yeah. we had moved in once we moved in I took the time off because I wanted to get the Find house the job. you know yeah. I wanted to put the house together and also look for a better a better um, employment so I was doing that and mm-hmm. I, we had agreed that he would take over the fi- financial portion of it while I, you know, put out mm-hmm. my applications, did the interviews, and took care of the house, getting it together. And the baby? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have no income, you go to the police, you file, like, this notion, right? And then what happens? And then everything happens. So it's... We live in a world where the system is, it's not what it needs to be. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing, obviously, DIFUS gets involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, 
they don't want I don't know if they do it intentionally but mm-hmm. they make you feel like you did something wrong mm-hmm. um, I had Dyfus in the house for probably a good year and a half wow that's a long time following up um, they would come by the house whenever mm-hmm. like you don't get to choose when they come they come mm-hmm. um, if you weren't home they waited if you were home and you couldn't see them at the time because you were doing about you know whatever life you have to take them mm-hmm. like if you didn't take them it would obviously look bad again against you so mm-hmm. I would you know so unfortunately was, even though you had nothing to do with this now now the repercussions are coming to you now they're everything. saying oh sh- is she a fit mother for these children and now let alone are you now dealing with the heartache the disappointment the anger and now you have dyphus getting involved that's just making your life living hell which i understand way. you know to a certain extent you know yeah. we want to make sure the kids are well taken care of but i guess you know there was a lot of factors of what happened um you know the charges were pressed he was arrested a week later mm-hmm. um they arrested him at his work site and that was that and he went to jail he went to jail for almost two years okay for two years um so yes, Dyfus gets involved. I'm dealing with them for a year and a half. Which two years doesn't even sound like a lot since he did it to both. Yeah, I'll kids. get to that. I'll get to as to why he didn't um, mm-hmm. do more time. So Dyfus gets involved. Obviously, I'm applying for everything. Um, at this point, I had actually been hired um, for a bank position that I was gonna. Uh, I started. This happened in September of 2015. Um, early September. By the end of September, I had been hired for one of the positions I had um, interviewed earlier in that month when it all began. And you know, that was my goal was I had to I have to make money. I need to provide now. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I didn't before, but but you I have wasn't that time I, exactly. Yeah. So I I gotta get. That was my my goal. Like I have to take care of the kids. They're going through this. We're going through this. But I also have to provide now. Mm-hmm. I need, I will have this huge place, um, two floors, and now all of this is happening. Mm-hmm. So the rent wasn't exactly something that I could do alone at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, so that, that was like the main thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to say my landlord, he never knew what happened, but he was always very helpful. I was behind on rent for the remaining of the time that I was there. Mm-hmm. And he kind of knew something ha- had happened mm-hmm. but he was very graceful to me that's amazing um so thank god for him mm-hmm. um but yes so you know move forward i start working hard you know just working trying to keep the roof over our heads with no support um the police is involved investigations going we had to go there a few times a week um in the beginning because they needed you know everybody's statement mm-hmm. uh, they're interviewing the girls mm-hmm. seeing what you know I guess a few times to see if there's the story was matching Changing, right mm-hmm. um, just investigating investigating did I have any you know concern of that before and just just the same thing for years mm-hmm. like every time is the same thing you have to tell you the same story about a hundred times mm-hmm. um, and you know the only good thing I could say from that whole police involvement, which again, I, you have to go to the police. You yeah. cannot not report it. There was one detective that 
God bless her, she said to me, out out of all, you know off record, she said, go to court, take, get your son full custody. Mm-hmm. This is the time. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I had not thought of that. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, it never crossed my mind. Why? Because you have a thousand and one other things going through your head that you have to do. And that piece of advice, till this day, has been the best piece of advice that anybody has given me regarding that situation. It's funny because even when we go through our darkest times, I feel like, and you know, we don't understand it. Maybe we question God or the universe or whatever we believe in like why would this happen to me this is something that happened to you and your family that obviously was out of your control right and and we how are we going to get through this how are we going to make it to the other side why would this happen to me but then god will always send someone that's either in a similar situation or that's looking out for you or that can get through to you or that actually generally cares for you and when we're so bitter and angry like it's almost hard to see that Mm-hmm. And see that there, he still is protecting us in a form and a way, even though we may not feel him, we might feel so betrayed by him, and we don't understand why. Um, but the Bible says, you know, no pain is ever in vain. There's always a purpose behind it, and sometimes we don't see it to years, decades later. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not until you're about to like pass away and you reflect back on your life, like you don't know. But it is important that you did say that and you know highlight that because I feel like even though it's something so terrible you could still see that there was a little glimmer of hope and also like the fact that she told you that like who knew what could have happened if you didn't do that in this child's life like he was only one years old and obviously he has an amazing life now but like who would have known what would have happened if that didn't happen mm-hmm. yep and that was that's one of the things I always remember I always say I in the midst of everything would not have ever considered or thought about going to court and asked for sole custody of my son Mm -hmm. because it was just so much going on Mm -hmm. and sure enough that was you know I did it and because he was incarcerated the judge obviously was you know he signed off and to this day my son is solely mine he -hmm. has no say um, of anything and he hasn't seen him since Mm -hmm. so that's a positive thing Mm -hmm. um but, you know, following after that, after the involvement and all the interviews and all the meetings we had to have, some very dark times. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't sleep for, God, I want to say months. Like, I could not get a full night's sleep. I don't know. I would be so, I don't, I don't know how you do it. Like, I did not sleep mm-hmm. for months. I would come home. Once I started working, I had to do the, the training portion, and it was banking, so, you know, you have to be focused. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which was also a blessing in disguise. Yes. Because it forced you to have your mind think of something else at the moment. Yep, and it was and it was all so quick. It was literally September 15th, and by the end of September, I had started with the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was now or never. I had to move, mm-hmm. you know, I had to move on. And so let's go into a little bit of why he only got the two years. So why he only got the two years. So after months of, you know, going back and forth with the detectives, they, uh, you know, they tell me um, the only way we're going to get him in here longer. Well, months, I want to say it was like a year after um, they have to press charges. Now, this is a year later Mm -hmm. of 
meetings and in then you have to go in and mm-hmm. you know they're coming to visit or whatever the case is and you know I was very honest with my daughters I said it's this or it's this mm-hmm. at that point he had been in, incarcerated for all that time mm-hmm. um, and my daughter said you know they they, they wanted to move on mm-hmm. you know it's hard to move on when you're constantly dealing with um, that's so hard so they wanted your daughters the only way for them to get more time was if your daughters who are now at what age at this point they're all they're what 23 they're 23 one is going to be 20 and well when they 18. when they wanted them to press charges how old were they at that point uh, well it was a year, a year later. so they like 12 so, and yeah. 9 mm-hmm. so they left it up to a 12 and 9 year old to no they asked me oh, okay but here's the thing it it's I've always been transparent with my kids, mm-hmm. you know, obviously not with my son because he was just too little, mm-hmm. but we all dealt with this situation. We yeah. all felt the heartbreak. We yeah. all dealt with the aftermath of, you know, okay, we have to meet with this detective today. We have to go to the police. Their whole lives are upside down. Exactly. A hundred percent. It's, it was a group, it was a us thing. It wasn't individual. So you, you know? asked them. So I said, yes. Yeah. So I said, listen. If we go to trial, and they the same thing they told me, if we go to trial, it could be another year, another two years. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Or this could be, you know, this, that. You sign the, I forget what the correct word is, um, and he'll be added to, uh, the Meg- I forgot the Megan's Law, um, mm-hmm. where they have to report themselves as sex offenders and mm-hmm. this and that. The third... And it's a hard decision to make mm-hmm. because at that point you're like, you know, you this has been your life for the last amount of time. Yeah. And you really want to move, move forward, forward with your life. Yeah. You know, I don't want my daughters to continue to give the same statement another hundred times or they're calling you or, you know, it's not because it wasn't I mean, worth I, it. I just can't imagine a, a, a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old trying to go to school and have a regular, normal school life and then deal with this for another two years. Like, and the sad part is, is you don't know that unless you go through that. Like, I would have never known that there's so much, I get America's pro, uh, innocent to proven guilty, the whole nine, fine, but you would never think that there was so much behind this. Like, why do we need to go through three more years for you to put him away for X amount of years. Like, and, and the fact is like, you had the proof, he did the crime, he didn't deny it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it is sad. It's sad that, again, we're getting failed by a system, you know, that is just not doing what's right for us. And I, I get why you did what you did because as a nine and 12 year old, like, I can't imagine like, okay, this is like a terrible <laughs> example, but, I remember when 9-11 hit, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade, mm-hmm. and um, it was all over the news, all over the news, all day, every day, every day, that's what everyone kept yeah. talking about, um, I was crying because I thought the world was ending, and I'm like, mom, I'm only like 10, and she's yeah. like, relax, and you couldn't change a channel without it being on there, and they constantly would like show the video and show these people dying, and at one point, I just had to put on like, I think it's Disney true, Channel right? was the only thing, and like, I just wanted it to like zone out in my life and like not have to deal with this horrific event over and over and over and every day be scared mm-hmm. um, and fearful and fearful of going on vacation and planes. So I get why you decided to make that decision. 
because um, when is it enough is enough for you guys to live through something so crippling and and you in order to move up forward and heal right you have to be able to close that door and if the door is constantly getting opened again and you know that's not a normal life for a nine-year-old and a, and a 12 year old you know right. being questioned every week every day what happened you know and then making it feel like they did something wrong right. I, are you sure your story is the same are we gonna like I said what I said trust my word mm-hmm. but that's you know like you said that's the system and at that time it was just you know we I believe in God my daughters believe in God we're you know I'm all God mm-hmm. I knew that there was no amount of time him spending in jail that was going to cure our wounds. Mm-hmm. There was no amount of time he could do that would change what was done, mm-hmm. the hurt that was, you know, done, mm-hmm. the circumstances we were left in. Um, and, you know, I could have chosen, you know, you know what, I'm going to wait. I'm, I have no way to provide at this time. I don't have, you know, I could have made another choice, but absolutely not my daughters are everything and my kids are everything so he had to go Mm -hmm. I was not gonna stand by that um but yeah the system is typical one Mm -hmm. and because of that you know I chose to move on I said you know what no amount of time is gonna heal this you know and even now years later although we've moved forward Mm -hmm. um it's still obviously something that is always gonna hurt it's gonna hurt because you know there's future repercussions that I have to face still and the aftermath of the situation that we were put in mm-hmm. still to this day is very very what, much there let's talk about that so like what are some of the future repercussions from this that almost happened 10 years or like what are you still dealing with so my my daughters um, obviously needed therapy mm-hmm. um, I for one needed therapy mm-hmm. um, still you know my son growing up I know that one day he's gonna ask where why mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that I you know you you think you're ready for and I know it's gonna happen one day and one day when he's ready to hear it I will have to have you know mm-hmm. have that conversation with him mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day these are his sisters mm-hmm. and you know they until now have we don't mention anything mm-hmm. we don't say anything not that we we're hiding anything mm-hmm. but to him he, he doesn't know he doesn't he's so he innocent. doesn't know yeah. yeah um so with them it's you know the the aftermath of what happened and what they've endured and how to correct or how to move forward from what happened mm-hmm. kind of you know trust people again mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to do as a child i can imagine now you know that there are young ladies trying to get into the world and having this fear of you know what can happen mm-hmm. inside a home inside mm-hmm. your within your own family that you thought and you I know, can you, imagine it's gonna affect their dating of course and mm-hmm. this is why you know they need their the therapy and uh, you know positive vibes I know God is gonna always shield them from as much as he can but real world is the real world mm-hmm. we live in is it's horrible mm-hmm. it's it's not okay for these things to happen but you know, we, we, we've made it a long way. We've came a long way together. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest daughter has always been help, mm-hmm. you know, for them, for me. And, uh, you know, between each other and all of us, we, we really came a long way. Like, there was nights that I didn't know how I was going to make it the next day. Mm-hmm. I did not know. I didn't sleep. 
I just know I have to work. I know I have to provide. Did the depression ever get so bad that it was unbearable? Yes. In those moments, yes. I, when I couldn't sleep, you know, I just kept, I cried. I cried all night. Mm-hmm. I just cried all night. Woke up with black bags underneath my eyes. I headaches, you know, throughout the day. Um, came back, did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cooked for the children, made sure they were off to school. They made sure we did what we had to do. And all night, it was, it was months. And, you know, I had some support, you know, outside because you also have to face that. You mm-hmm. have to face now the family. You mm-hmm. have to face your your loved ones like okay what happened what's going on Mm -hmm. and for about a week um i think i shielded a little bit Mm -hmm. that's right it's embarrassing Um, it is it's embarrassing it's hurtful because you have to now admit to all your loved ones that hey you know this happened Mm -hmm. and some will be supportive and some will not Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened to me some were supportive where Mm -hmm. you know you knew that they were going to call and check on you and then some were pointing the finger um which is another thing you have to deal with on top of everything mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it wasn't an easy thing um to endure all of that and that's just me mm-hmm. you know i i wish i could take all that pain from them from yeah my children. of course i mean what mother i mean i think that just proves that you're an amazing mom because you want to shield your kid and i it's such a it's a hard thing too because it's, it's an embarrassment it's a shame and then to open up to people and then to them to like blame you or, or say it's you or not even maybe not even believe you or not even take it as serious as it truly was that's also hard because this is, this is supposed to be your support system this is supposed to be the person that you love that's supposed to love you unconditionally and you know you are not responsible for his mistakes that he clearly has something in his own mental that needs to be fixed and his own healing if that's something that he chooses to even do mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't want to be put away but go somewhere to get help. But, you know, um, so that has nothing to even do with you. And it's like, unfortunately, like you're, you now that he left, you get all the repercussions of it because it's like, okay, so he left so he doesn't even have to deal with it. He can go and move to wherever or go do what he's going to do and live his life and keep putting out of his mind, you know, that it didn't happen. But, you know, the Bible says whatever is done in the dark will always come to light. And just because he's moved away or whatever his situation is now, he's going to suffer. You, we're, we're God's children and God don't play about our children, you know. And that's something whether he suffers mentally for the rest of his life, physically, financially, whatever the case may be, um, you know, that's one thing that, has always brought me comfort whereas like someone did me wrong I know that God's always going to handle that situation that is true that is correct and you know I think it's hard to in a Latina family aspect right that it could either be so shunned where it's like oh we don't speak about that no we don't talk about that like let's not say what happened um it could be where the person just doesn't believe you you know there's so many outcomes on that and it Mm -hmm. sucks because when you start to talk to people, especially women, you realize that this is so much more common than we think. I think it's like one in four, one in three, like, you know, and, but everyone is so hush-hush because they're so embarrassed and ashamed. And then, you know, they're holding on to something that's so hurtful. And, and it's like, how do you even get through life without even a, like, a, like talking about it and healing through the process, you know? 
Um, and it, it's hard because it's like, we didn't deserve it. But now we have to go through something that we didn't deserve. How do we heal from this? How do we move on? Can we move on? Can we move forward? Are thoughts of suicide going to come in? Are, are we going to be depressed forever? Are we ever going to have a happy ending after that again? You know? Yes. And it takes work. A lot of work. Um, me for just, you know, that's why I wanted to talk about this because I know that there's so many women like me that have experienced it or maybe in the situation now. Currently, yeah. It's not... You know, it's not something easy. It's something you have to put work in. Like, you have to put yourself out. It's not easy, but if you have children, you have to look at them. My son's face, like, his, he was, he giggled. He giggles so much all the time, and I just used to be like, I, I have imagine. to, I cannot stay in this bed. I have to get up. My daughters need me. My mm -hmm. son needs me. I have to get up. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to face the world. I have to face what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's over. You know, you feel lifeless, but you're not. Mm -hmm. And you you have to get up and pull yourself up from, from the gutter, basically, and start again. You mm -hmm. have to start again and reconstructing. And, you know, I had this new job. Um, I moved out eventually. Eventually also, you know, as opposed as I was to speaking or seeing anyone or bring mm. anyone near the kids because that is your obvious natural reaction of course you don't want to know anything about anybody mm -hmm. being around or you know even considering that a new a new start a new leaf with anyone mm -hmm. but you know I'm not a bad person my daughters didn't deserve that mm -hmm. um, I didn't deserve that mm -hmm. um and you know god played his part he most definitely sent me someone that i was you know honest from the beginning he understood everything mm -hmm. and i can honestly say he has been an asset to our family now he mm -hmm. you know is very understanding when it comes to the girls and their privacy and their feelings like He's, he gives them that and he gives mm -hmm. me that and he understands that we're we're wounded mm -hmm. you know it's it's sad but it, it's the truth we're wounded and you know things they get better but you also always have that that scar yeah of course so, so you feel like you feel like God sent him to you to even help with your healing I'm assuming yep he is a clown <laughs> and he you know he definitely He's made so a difference um within us the girls have you know his support 100 percent. Mm -hmm. he's been a father to to the youngest to my son the only man he's known has been him and he's you know basically raising him mm -hmm. and i can't be more thankful mm -hmm. you know for god doing that you know I, when you think you're never gonna get back in that train you know god has his ways of showing you otherwise mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, we've been hanging in there, and the girls, you know, I, they are troopers, you know, they're soldiers, they, they are still dealing with their, their stuff, as we all are, mm -hmm. but, um, I know that they're gonna be just fine, mm -hmm. this thing only made them stronger, mm -hmm. and in the future, I know that, you know, they'll look back, and I'm hoping they can help. You know the same way I want to help this is the only, the reason why I'm talking about it is because I 
so many things you know there's women that don't have any resources i didn't have any resources i at the moment applied for food stamps for welfare for the victims unit which eventually got approved but eventually yeah you know it wasn't like an overnight thing right there was nobody coming to save me right there was nobody coming to someone actually um just told me i had posted on peace of mind wellness they're in berkeley heights um, they do the yoga that I went to and they have like trauma yoga mm-hmm. um, they have anxiety yoga they were really good and they do a bunch of events and they also do therapy and they said the victims unit it's funny you brought that up I just remember that she's like if somebody they'll pay like like more than half of the session mm-hmm. and they'll cover it they do accept that you know for the person to get therapy so there's definitely resources out there um, which I think are important for people to understand that and know that um, again you know this Me Too movement, like, spread like wildfire. And, again, we saw, you know, these people that thought that they were going to get away with it their whole lives. And you look at Harvey Weinstein and Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein and, you know, mm-hmm. all that. And, and the girl, um, Maxwell, that was with him. And they're suffering. They're getting what is meant for them, you know. And um, it's good to know that the society is becoming more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm sure when this happened, Asian, there, was, there wasn't all that movement. And, you know, again, like, could the woman be a liar? Maybe. Like, that's why they have to double, triple fact check everything that mm-hmm. you guys say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's so amazing how far, in a way, society can come together like that and, like, lean on each other. Yeah. And I think it's very brave of you to even talk about. I mean, when you told me the story, honestly, I was shocked. Because I would have never known, like, it's not something that you carry on you, which you know uh, like you carry yourself very well um so how are you mentally now a lot better Mm -hmm. i you know one of the things i tell the girls all the time is you know we're not victims we're Mm -hmm. not gonna have this instant this bad moment turn us into victims the rest of our lives Mm -hmm. did you know as i said we didn't deserve it you definitely did not deserve it but it happened and unfortunately bad things happen Mm -hmm. to good people more often than they should mm-hmm. and um you know we gotta stay strong mentally i am in a way better place you know i had a lot of anger mm-hmm. um before i wanted to do a thousand and one things um but you don't get anything out of that mm-hmm. you know you have mm-hmm. to free yourself mm-hmm. you have to free yourself from that um because like I said, if you believe in God, then you know God is going to handle it. Mm-hmm. God Amen. is definitely going to take care of... And, and of better those. than we could have ever imagined. Exactly. Not better that we're than, evil, we wish that, but you know. No, yeah, like I said, I don't wish him any harm. You know, he did what he did, and, you know, he can stay very far away from us. Uh, my son doesn't deserve him. Mm-hmm. My son is a bright, you know, none, none of them deserve his mm-hmm. energy around anymore. Um, if ever so you know you just got to work if you're in that situation right now you you know pull yourself out reach out I am here Miss Healing Glow is here yes and, you know if you have questions if there's anything that I can refer you any advice you know just get yourself up do it for your kids there is hope I promise you there's hope there's a lot of crying after a lot of a lot of after the crying after the breakdowns after the anger there is definitely hope 
you know, lean yourself on God and you're going to see the way out. And what do you, what would you say, like, what are some things that you do for you that have helped you mentally? Write. I do a lot of writing. Um, I do boxing now. <laughs> yes, you're very um, good. So, um, you know, and the kids, you know, when you have children, it's so different because, you know, you're, they're your priority. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until recently that I said, you know, I need to do something for myself, which is when I started boxing. I mm -hmm. said, you know, I need to do something that, aside from my writing, that I love to do, I've always done. I need to do something else. And channel the frustration and the anger in a healthy way. Yes, you have to, you have to do that. Um, and it took me a, a long time, but, you know, you get so caught up when you're a single parent, especially... Mm -hmm. You know, there's really no alternative. You're doing what you have to do, and you know you're surviving. You're in survival mode at that exactly. point. Exactly. And how do you say the girls are doing now? The girls are doing good. Um, they still need a lot of work. They're still in therapy, mm -hmm. um, and I know that they're gonna work through it just fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, they just need all the love and support. You know, mm -hmm. these things don't come easy. It doesn't. It definitely didn't come easy for an adult. Which is just me. I can't imagine being a child and having to deal with all of that. And they're at an age where they can remember it. It wasn't like of they were course. a little bit younger. It was mm -hmm. like you kind of forget. Although I feel like if that happened to a four year old, I feel like that would be something you would remember just because of how dark it is, you mm -hmm. know? But um, I think you're doing an amazing job. I think it's important to spread this word. I think this was such an important topic to even just talk about because, again, um, so many people are going through this. And so many people have the same exact feelings that you have. Um, the fear, the anger, you know, the anxiety, the hurt. Um, and if we don't tell anybody or don't do anything about it, it kind of just sits there. It will consume you. Exactly. It just consumes you and it's like it cripples you. And like, again, like you said, you're not a victim. I mean, and or you are a victim, of course, but you're not living in that mindset, which is like, so amazing to see because it's very hard to get out of that mindset but knowing that there's so much better for you and good for you on the other side like you said and that there's hope and that God has a way out for you I think that's so important to see um, but it does take the work from us it has it has to start with us it has to start with us there was times that I didn't know when you know where how and like financially I didn't know like I had no idea I'm like how am I gonna pull this off Mm -hmm. How am I gonna pay for this rent? How am I gonna cover the full insurance? This, mm -hmm. that, or the third? And I still, to this day, sometimes question. I don't know how, mm -hmm. but it, it happened. I made it happen. You know, again, a lot of prayer, a lot of self-reflection mm -hmm. um, within your with yourself, and you know, the Lord, and just knowing that you're gonna get by. You're gonna get by and flash forward. I to where I am today. I would never have thought. Mm -hmm. I would never have thought that I would be where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I still have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. But I'm here, and God has tripled for sure. Amen. God Amen. has tripled my blessings for sure. Amen. And like I said, the Bible says, "No pain is whatever without purpose." You know and. You know, I see like big things for your daughters, and I, I see them helping people and being a vic like you know a helping victim. And also too, it's just like 
this is still going on in this day and age and like it could happen to anybody it could even happen with a boyfriend or whatever or friends like anybody any anybody and it's just good to see that I wanted to bring this out and talk about it because it is a heavy topic but it's also something that I believe in like this is a part of healing you're healing you right now doing this podcast is healing for yourself it's healing for your future daughter uh, your daughter's future it's healing for someone else listening on the other side of this you know um message and i think that's the whole point is like healing from healing glow stands for healing in all aspects of life mentally physical spiritually emotionally and it could be anything it could be something as simple as you know you feel lost and you don't have purpose to a heartbreak but also to something as heavy as this because i feel that it's my platform to do that and to do that and i want to be able to open it because even if one person reaches out after this it was all worth it you know if one person says hey i'm going through something similar can you pray for me or can you put me in touch with this person so i can get resources or can i speak to this person or do they can they recommend a therapist or um you know can i can i meet up with this person they can just hear me out so it's always worth it always and that's the whole purpose of this and i just want to say don't be scared don't be afraid you know because it's you're going into the dark you really don't know what's next when you're dealing when you find out or you choose to make a move you know if you're aware and you haven't done anything yet or you suspect that something's going on you know do do what you have to do you know to get clarification believe your kids a lot i I, i've heard from other you know many parents like you know like like i don't know i don't know it's like no do something about it don't just let it sit there don't don't like I don't know how to say it but like don't be afraid to move forward um, because it's gonna be hard and because you don't know how you're gonna your next meal is gonna come or mm-hmm. how you're gonna provide mm-hmm. do what you have to do do not stay in that situation mm-hmm. do not um, long the situation because you're afraid of what's gonna happen mm-hmm. um, there's resources and you know I for one you could stay at my place for all I care, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, if one helping hand can make such a difference, Amen. Um, do not stay in that situation. Do not leave your kids in that situation. Mm-hmm. Please do not be afraid. Yeah, and I do have a couple of other resources that I know that are just my clients that I've sent to them, like, that they needed food or they needed money to pay rent or pay a bills or like anything anything there's always someone out there to help you so if you're someone going through this please do not like even if you had to be anonymous and call from an anonymous number like we're not here to like shame you or you know figure it out it's not even about that it's just being able to know that there is hope on the other side and you can get out of something like this um and there is healing there's healing because i mean Again, when I met you and, like, when you told me, I was in utter shock. Like, what? Like, you, like, and you carry yourself so well. It's not that you're hiding anything. But most people would not have it together. And you have it very much together now. You know, I mean. I try. Yeah. It's it's taking a long time. But, you know, you have the relationship now, which is amazing. You have a great job. Like, the family. Like, you are consistent in taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, you know, making that time for you, um, doing the right things, making sure the girls are in therapy, making sure you're in therapy, like doing whatever it takes to move past this. And don't brush it. Our, co- our culture 
is so quick to brush this or hide it. Please don't. Yeah. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Talk about it. Don't mm-hmm. hide it. It's 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 the bad things that, you know, sometimes end up making us. So Yeah, and like you said, it just makes you stronger in life. And that what's that saying? God gives the toughest the, um, yeah, the hardest battles, and mm-hmm. it's true, and it's like, you know, we, we're all going through something in this life, not, you know, and it could all be different things in life, you know, what we're going through, but it doesn't make it less of anything, and just, even to be a helping hand for someone, you never know what someone's really going through, honestly, when you told me, I was really shocked, because again, like, your energy is great, your demeanor is great, like, I would have never known, um, and so we had that one conversation, and you just it just goes to like you never know what someone's going through so just to be able to hey how are you how how is your and i love to ask like how's your mental today how's your soul like more than how are you you know because you'd be surprised how many people will open up and tell you what they're really going through or need it or waiting for someone to vent to you know they're just waiting to you know get reach out just reach out like we're here i mean i for one I, if I could help one person, you know, just let them know it's going to be okay. And I think, honestly, I can promise you and guarantee that through this podcast, you're definitely helping more than one person. Because anytime I've had such a tough subject, people have reached out and said, like, this helped me so much more than you would know. So I think it's very brave of you. I'm honored to have you on here. I think you're amazing. Thank you. I think you're strong and you got this. And, like, I see the purpose in this. This is just the beginning. I think you're going to help so many more people in this life. And even your daughters, too. I think that's a purpose. And I think together, as a family, as you guys always are, you're going to even help even more people as a collective. You know? We're hoping. We're hoping. Because, again, like, if children are going through it, a, a parent is going through it, too. So yep. it's a whole collective thing. Um, yeah, guys. So if you guys need any resources, questions, comments, concerns, you can reach out to me. Um, I will make sure... This person gets the information or I will connect you if it fits that way um, but we will get back to you. we're here to help you guys in any aspect even if you just need to vent and talk um, or you know someone that's going through this and you want to try to help them that can be a thing too you know um, we're here for you thank you so much for being on my podcast thank you for having me of course and to many more chats and updates I'm sure you'll be on again when we find a little bit more information that we can give you guys like direct information we're always here to help um thank you guys for listening i know this was a hard subject for the beginning of the new year but it's what happens in real life people are always going through hard situations um so i wanted to address it and thank you guys for listening as always peace love and glow erica